0: Chapter 40 of Helping Himself or Grant Thornton's Ambition. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Helping Himself or Grant Thornton's Ambition by Horatio Alger Jr. Chapter 40 Conclusion There were anxious hearts in the parsonage at Colebrook. For some weeks the minister had shown signs of overwork his appetite had failed and he seemed weary and worn He needs change said the doctor a run over to Europe would do him good. He has no disease He only wants change a trip to Europe said mr Thornton shaking his head. It's impossible It has been the dream of my life But a country minister could not in half a dozen years save money enough for that if your brother godfrey would lend you the money grant might in time help you to pay it godfrey never had forgiven grant for running counter to his plans i wish i could spare the money myself mr thornton said the doctor five hundred dollars would be sufficient and it would make a new man of you it might as well be five thousand said the minister shaking his head no my good friend I must toil on as well as I can, and leave European trips to more favoured men." It was noised about through the parish that the minister was sick, and the doctor recommended a European trip. "'It's ridiculous,' was Deacon Gridley's comment. "'I work harder than the minister, and I never had to go to Europe. It's just because it's fashionable.' "'Mr. Thornton is looking pale and haggard,' said Mrs. Gridley. Well, what if he is he ought to work outdoors like me, then he'd know what work was According to my notion ministers have a putty easy time Mr.. Tudor was of the same opinion. It's all nonsense deacon. He said father wanted me to be a minister And I'd have had a good deal easier time if I had followed his advice You wouldn't have had so much money mr.. Tudor said miss Lucretia spring who heard this remark Maybe not but what I've got I've worked for for my part though i'm not near as rich as you are i'd give twenty dollars toward sending the minister abroad said kindly miss spring i wouldn't give a cent said mr tudor with emphasis nor i said deacon gridley i don't believe in humorin the clergy saturday came and the minister was worse it seemed doubtful if he'd be able to officiate the next day no wonder he became dispirited just before supper the stage drove up to the door and grant jumped out i'm afraid he's been discharged said mr thornton nervously he does not look like it said mrs thornton noticing grant's beaming countenance what's the matter with father asked grant stopping short as he entered he's not feeling very well grant he's got run down what does the doctor say he says your father ought to take a three-month trip to europe which of course is impossible said mr. Thornton smiling faintly Not if your brother would open his heart and lend you the money He would not do it and we won't ask him said grant quickly, but you shall go all the same father My son it would cost $500 and for twice as much mother could go with you you would need her to take care of you Besides she needs a change too. It's a pleasant plan grant, but we must not think of it and that's where i don't agree with you you and mother shall go as soon as you like and i will pay the expenses is the boy crazy said the minister i'll answer that for myself father i have five thousand dollars in the bowery savings bank in new york and i don't think i can spend a part of it better than in giving you and mother a european trip then the explanation came and with some difficulty the minister was made to understand that the dream of his life was to be realized and that he and his wife were really going to europe well well who would have thought it ejaculated deacon gridley that boy of the ministers must be plaguy smart i never thought he'd be so successful all the same it seems to me a mighty poor investment to spend a thousand dollars on racing to europe that money would buy a quite a sizable farm others however less narrow in their notions hardly approved of the european trip when three months later the minister came home he looked like a new man his eye was bright his face bronzed and healthy his step elastic and he looked half a dozen years younger this all comes of having a good son he said smiling in reply to congratulations a son who in helping himself has been alive to help others half a dozen years have passed grant thornton is now a young man and junior partner of mr reynolds he has turned his money to good account and is counted rich for one of his age he has renewed his acquaintance with miss carrie clifton whom he met for the first time as a summer boarder in colebrook and from their intimacy it wouldn't be surprising if grant should some day become the wealthy jeweler's son-in-law uncle godfrey has become reconciled to grants following his own course it's easy to become reconciled to success and willis ford he is confined in a penitentiary in a western state having been convicted of forgery and there is small chance of his amendment he has stripped his stepmother of her last penny and she's compelled to live on the charity of a relative who accords her a grudging welcome and treats her with scant consideration the bitterest drop in her cup of humiliation is the prosperity of grant thornton toward whom she feels a fierce and vindictive hatred as she has sown so she reaps malice and uncharitableness seldom bring forth welcome fruit end of chapter forty and end of helping himself or grant thornton's ambition by horatio alger jr